Comedy talk at its worst. It's the Lunatic Radio Show. What up, everybody? LR Radio Broadcast. Lunatic Radio Show. I don't know if I should get rid of the name Lunatic Radio. I guess I own it. I feel like it's very 1998. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to change it to? I don't know. LR? (laughs) People seem to shorten them now, you know? Kind of get rid of the... uh... Go ahead. You're still going to know it's Lunatic, though. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) What up? I mean, if you're willing to play ball, then I would suggest changing it. (laughs) It is Kieran. Joining me today is uh, all day KCA, Canal Aurora, KC hey, Aurora. How's it going, boss? The comedian extraordinaire. Looks like he just woke up from an all day nap. <laughs> Courtesy, thank you, Uncle Sam, for that long nap that I get to take. Oh, trust every me. Every day. Every time I have beers on a night, I mm-hmm. sleep because I'm single, I, I live alone. I sleep all fucking day. No one's waking me up. I I just want to get over the, I don't want to get up with a hangover. So I just kind of just wait it out with sleep. You are in such a beautiful place in your life. You truly are. (laughs) Like everything about your life is a mess, but there's some things that are truly fantastic. Yeah. you uh... You live alone. You can get as hammered as you want. You look 25. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. You're in great shape. It's uh, which is definitely the genetic pool at most of the work. I th- definitely doing a lot of the lifting. I, I that's the only time I ever see women. So I go yeah. to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, it's just me and me and me and myself and my thoughts. Which is being alone with your thoughts is kind of terrible. Uh, by that's, the way, see if if you were okay to be alone with your thoughts, you'd be the perfect guy, right? Mm. That's what. I- that's why I think people want to go back to work because they're they don't want to be with their thoughts, right? It yeah, gets it, you feel like you're going insane a little bit. Yeah, like if you and they don't want to be with the people they live with. That's the other thing too. <laughs> if you didn't like, if somebody you're telling me this, if a guy loved his wife and kids and himself, you think he'd want to go back to work? No, absolutely not. Right? You, it's, yeah, these people they look around and they're like. How did I procreate with this piece of shit? And now look at these shitty kids. Right. Now look, I'm stuck. Right. They, and they want to go back to work and hear about, uh, you know, the guy in the office whose life is worse than yours. <laughs> so yeah, it makes you feel or, better. Right. Or better or, or anything. If you want to hear whose life is better, fuck it. I'd rather work around machinery than to listen to this woman <laughs> sit here and fucking chew my head off. Yeah. She's got her own problems she's going through. Right. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be hanging out with Canal uh, all, all day. He's hosting the show today. Rock is uh, taking two months off because he has a baby coming, and he needs to do he needs to, he, he needs to do the baby stuff. So he's preparing yeah. for that. I believe that's his second child. So uh, yeah, the the main co-host of the radio program will be off for two months, and I'll either do solo shows, maybe Canal will join me. Who knows? Who knows what happens? Um, we're uh, broadcasting. This show is going to be posted onto the Stan NYC's uh, YouTube page as well. Uh, and you need to get your gift cards, by the way, because the stand is currently still shut down. I guess they haven't opened up New York yet. Is that is that what's no, going on? No, New York is, is like a ghost town, but filled with stupid people. Right. <laughs> so the comedy clubs are closed. The Stan NYC is still closed, but you can get your gift cards uh, from when they reopen, and you can just use your gift card for when they reopen. Go have a night at the stand. Ten uh, percent off a hundred dollar gift card. Fifteen percent off a two hundred fifty dollar gift card. Twenty uh, percent off a five hundred dollar gift card. And we suggest that you get the five hundred dollar gift card because uh, there, it, it, you can't get anything for a hundred bucks in uh, New York City. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm not gonna tell you which gift card to get, but I'm definitely gonna say getting a gift card to the stand is a good idea. Because it's a great club. Yeah, absolutely. The, the food is phenomenal. Yeah. So if you go there, you're actually going to get... It's not like crappy comedy club food. And man, some comedy clubs, I'm happy they're closed. Because they, they shouldn't be open to begin with. Chris so. Chris Italia used to tell me that Kevin Hart used to do spots at the stand because uh, his wife loved the food. <laughs> yeah, Literally. Of course. You know, wasn't yeah. it? You know, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a great comedy club. And you guys need to get your stuff. You need to go down there and check it out. Because once you go there right. once, you should be like, I'm going to go to this fucking club the whole time. Fuck everybody it's, else. It's, 
it's like a club. You know how like you go to like a dance club and you're like, oh, this is the club I like to go to. Mm. Like that's the same sort of setup with the stand. Like it's a club where the food is good, the ambiance is great, the comics are solid. So you take all those things into consideration. Then you just show up on a night and you don't need to worry who's going to be there because everyone who's there is going to be good. And the food you've already had, so you know anything that you try differently is going to be good too. Yeah. So get your. It's a smart vibe. Get your gift cards, everybody. Go get your gift cards. They're right there, right there on our screen. Uh, there you go. We laugh again soon, everybody. Get your stand NYC gift cards, and uh, you'll be set to go when the uh, when the laughter comes back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to resort to seeing us do podcasts on the Stand NYC YouTube page. Anymore. I hope the laughter comes back at, at earliest twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and welcome everybody that's listening to us on our homepage. Well, there you go. Uh, it is, uh, what is it, Memorial Day weekend? Memor- it's a Memorial Day. Fucking A. Fucking yeah. A. We should be out barbecuing. I don't know what the hell we're sitting here doing a podcast for. <laughs> but I, I should be I at- ordered. You should be barbecuing, I know, not I me. Yeah. I ordered barbecue for lunch. And what did they do? They just drop it off the door? What did they do? Yeah, they dropped it off at the door. And I, I opened the door and it was on the ground. Not it was Is, in, <laughs> in a bag. It's not like a bowl. How, <laughs> like, they, they would imagine the delivery guy has to contact you right away and say, I'm dropping it now. Get down here quick. Because if you leave no. food on a city street, I would imagine. <laughs> this is how, It wasn't that the guy I walked in on the sidewalk. No, no, no. He came into my building. Okay. And he left it at my door, knocked twice, and then he bounced. All right. See, yeah, I feel I, like, yeah, there's a lot of rats, a lot of rats and things. If you have, like, if your front door is, like, it leads to right outside, then, yeah, that's then they have to have, like, some sort of setup. Yeah. You have to be like, leave it there, I'm here right now. Because if not, the rats. You know what I mean? There's, like, a huge story about these rats, just they're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be the next. Screw Corona. We're going to get the fucking bubonic. <laughs> There's some, there's some shit. I, I was I was watching something on Netflix last night about a guy who does uh, who who does these like crazy. I forget what they're called. They're they're like they're like uh, running races, but they're like a thousand miles long. I forget what they're called. Ultra marathons. Ultra marathons. Right. So he does one do, through the Moroccan desert. The Moroccan desert. It's like five yeah. stages. He gets to stage three. He's running, and a big sandstorm comes, and he's so dehydrated and tired. Uh, that he just fucking takes a knee during the sandstorm because it was blowing so hard. And his friend who was with him just kept on going. And the sandstorm ended up lasting for like an hour, hour or two. And he ended up falling asleep. So he gets up and he's like, fuck, no one's around. <laughs> like he's got, he like, and he doesn't even, and the sandstorm blew over all the, the, uh, the race markers. So he had no idea where he was going. So he started to end up like just walking around the desert aimlessly, got lost. Obviously, and like days and days afterwards, he comes upon this fucking this little little steeple in the middle of the desert, just like a like a concrete steeple. And he goes in there, and he's so like dehydrated, and, and he hasn't eaten. He's, he's he can literally see the skeleton in his face. But what's inside the steeple are rat are uh, are bats, bats, mm-hmm. twelve bats just hanging up there. And he killed all the bats and ate them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He killed all the bats and ate them. That's how it, pandemics start, my friend. Yeah. I, listen, that's justifiable, though. You know what I mean? It's not like in China where there's like a bat market and you're like, oh, man, it's Friday night. Time for some bat wings. Yeah, like, but it's like this is but the necessary. guy. But the guy even tells a story about how he I mean, he had a wife and kids and he literally just was at the dinner table at home. He's like, I'm going to Morocco to run this fucking thing. I know it's selfish. Fuck off. I'm leaving. So he does. And he obviously right. this happens to him. You know, what if he contracted something from one of the 12 bats, you know, he ate and brings yeah. it back, even though he did a selfish act by going to run on the race. Mm. This is what's going to fuck up the world. I'm telling you, I'm watching this story, trying to feel sympathetic, sympathetic for this asshole. But I can't because he was selfish. He left his fucking kids to go run a goddamn race to fucking figure out something in his mind, like some some sort of inner demon to try to get over. And yet he ends up eating bat ass, 12 of them. What if he just ate just the asses and left the rest of the bat there? Yeah. I mean. This is is what that comes back to what I was saying, right? mm. Like imagine hating your wife and kids so much. You're like, 
I'm going to Morocco to run a thousand <laughs> miles. Yeah. Like imagine having to work that out in your mind where you're yeah. like, you know what? I'd rather like I ran. Have you ever run a marathon before? I ran a half one. Okay. I ran a half marathon also. And I got lost during it. It was through Bear Mountain. I got lost for like 15 minutes. That sucks. And, I was, and those 15 minutes, I had a lot of time to go, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Right. Why am I, in the, why am I in these mountains? Like just like, I, how old was I at the time? I was like 24. It's 24 years old. It's 10 years ago mm. doing this race. And I'm like, and I'm running through and 15 minutes I'm lost. And I go, I just got to get over my resentments in life. That's what I said to myself. Like, I got to get my, I got to go to a therapist. There's no need to be out here. Yeah. Like, if I want to go for a run, go for a run. I don't need to get lost in the woods like an idiot. Right. I'll yeah. never do an ultra marathon. Like, a, a hundred, it's, an ultra marathon is a hundred plus miles. That is, that's insanity. I feel like everybody that runs a lot, and this is absolutely true, because certainly from my own personal experience, when I ran a lot, like I ran every day to like, uh, you know, five, six miles, 10 miles, nine miles. It was because I needed to get over something inside. Yeah. But these motherfuckers who do these ultra marathons, I can't imagine the turmoil that's going on inside them. Oh, it's got to be something <laughs> real fucked up. I think also it's just like resentments, and then some of them are just chasing the runner's high. Ever got the runner's high? Yeah. Yeah, like that. that is nice too. Like I just started running again. I ran like five miles, and I was like, this is phenomenal yeah there was also that documentary about the guy who ran the appalachian trail he like did it every year to you know you know and that's from like uh what is it new hampshire all the way down to georgia or something like that wouldn't it be it was like he got cheated on in like seventh grade <laughs> something some chick yeah. dunked uh, dumped him at a uh, recess or some shit right <laughs> pushed him like some bully pushed him in a sandbox yeah and now he won't let go of it yeah i don't know i don't know it's it, it's well, uh, since we're on sports you might as well talk about the uh celebrity golf Right. When I saw that going on, I thought of you. I'm like, Kieran's definitely watching this. The celebrity golf match, that's the only sporting event that happened in the last two months, I guess. Other right. than the UFC, I believe the UFC had something, which was yeah, kind of bizarre. It's, it, it's fine. But, like, no, no, it's not bizarre at all. Why? Why was it bizarre? Oh, it was just a bunch. You know, it was like, it was bizarre to watch because it wasn't the normal thing. It was like, you know, right. two dudes in a cage, Joe Rogan <laughs> sitting there in, like, the fucking mezzanine talking about right. it. You know, it was a little yeah, weird. It was like, no, no. no, I thought you meant like because like two dudes like rubbing up against each other during a uh, pandemic. Like probably not the smartest <laughs> idea. Yeah, no. It's, but it's, these guys don't give a shit. Like I took when I took jujitsu, there was a guy we were we were rolling together, and he was like, "Hey, I've got a thigh. Just avoid my thigh." And I'm like, "How do I do that? How do I do How that? Do I avoid?" <laughs> in a in a whole sport based on takedowns and leg locks and shit. How do I avoid a part of your leg that and. Two minutes into it, his thigh is rubbing against my mouth. Right. That's like, right. Did you ask him, like, are you going to, like, do some moves so that your leg stays away from me? <laughs> he, that's that's all he all he knew. His English was so bad. All he knew was stay away from leg. And that's it. And pointed to the ringworm. Right. I, never, I didn't catch ringworm. I never understood fucking, like, the wrestling thing. I was I tried to do it in high school. I was like, I just don't want to. Like, even at that moment, I didn't even know what a staph infection was. But I just figured if you're, like, on a dirty ass rubber mat rubbing against another dude for a while. I'm like, this is probably going to end up being some shit that I can't get over health wise. Absolutely. (laughs) I I was so it's weird to do um, jujitsu and be like sort of OCD. Like I got home, I wash my clothes immediately. I take a shower. I rub myself down with like an antifungal foam. Right. After the, yeah, it was like, I was like dead set on not getting any of those things. Those shit seems terrible. You could lose a fucking lung, dude. Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, the, the other side is you get fucking knocked out. You either get yeah. some sort of fucking disease or you get knocked out or, you know, brain damage. It's not a fucking. You know what the worst part is? You lose all that muscle mass you built because you're laid up in a hospital for like two months. <laughs> right. Yeah. You spend all that time getting into shape and then you look like a fucking, like a, like a junkie. So. Yeah. So what, so, what, did you, did you, so what was it? The fucking Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, uh, Tom Brady, and, uh, and who is it? Peyton Manning. Yeah, it was Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and then it was up against Phil Mickelson and uh, uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, it was. Who I won? mean, it was it was Tiger Woods that won with Peyton Manning. Uh, did I find it riveting? Even though I'm a giant Tiger Woods fan, and I love watching golf, and I, and I golf is like a big part of my life. Uh, I didn't give a shit <laughs> when I watched really? it. I really, I really didn't. I mean, it's just like. 
it, it, it loses something because there's no there's no crowd there. I mean, it th- I thought it'd be kind of cool to see the guys like nip at each other and be able to hear them yeah. like, you know, but they, they, none of them really got any. There was some sort of jazz back and forth, but there wasn't really any shit talking, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. And I feel like. You watch How when important you, is the crowd in a golf game? Because uh, you barely hear them. The, the, the term golf clap is like a, a t- like an insulting term. It's it's what comedians say all the time. We're like, yeah, yeah, thanks for the golf clap. And it's right because you're not really appreciating the joke. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, no, but it, the, the crowd does something. It, it, it gives a vibe to the, you know, the the atmosphere there. I mean, when Tiger okay. hits one close, the crowd goes crazy. When somebody hits a great shot, you hear the crowd go crazy. Um, watching golf live is the fucking worst thing in the world. But, you know, if you're going to watch it on TV, it's, uh, yeah, you, you want some sort of spectator there. You want some shit happening, you know? Right, right. I, I, you know, if they had that fucking tournament happening yesterday and they spiced it up with a little, like, Holly Saunders or Paige Sparenek out there, the girls that are mm-hmm. just, you know, the girls with tits who like golf, yeah. they had them out there. That adds a little spice to it because you got two hot broads yeah. walking around. No, nah, it's true. When you got like four middle-aged men, <laughs> right. th- three middle-aged men, and Phil Mickelson, right? None of none yeah. of them which you can relate to. You can't relate to any of these fucking guys. No, but the, all these guys is. have money out the wazoo. Phil Mickelson's not even a legend in his. I mean, he's a legend in his sport, but he's not an all-time great. Mm-hmm. Well, let me take it. Right. But he's not like in the. T- he's not in the top five. But that guy right. is worth. He makes like fifty million a year. I can't relate to that fucking guy. And he's supposed right. to be like the everyday man. He's, he's the he's poorest not. out of all four of them, right? He's probably the poorest out of all four of them. But the guy's right. the guy's worth fucking probably $100 million. Who knows how much? Tiger's a half a billion, even though he gave half of that away at some point. He's still Isn't a half a billion. You could get divorced and you're like, I'm still doing rather well. <laughs> yeah. He got the, he divorced that girl, the nanny. He divorced mm-hmm. the nanny and uh, gave her like $300 million or something like that. And she went off and, like, dated a dude who was a billionaire. I mean, her life really turned out well. Went from watching kids to fucking just swimming in fucking money. That can happen with women. It can't happen with men. Um, I feel like, unless you're blowing somebody. I I feel like if you're on the gay side of things. I feel the, you know what's funny? It's almost like a reverse in terms of, you know how, like, women claim that they get paid 33% less? Hmm. When it comes to gold digging, I think men make thirty three percent less. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe all... even more, maybe sixty six percent less, because it's like a very rough business for yeah. like a gold digging man. Gold, you know? there's not many gold digging men out there. There aren't, but you can't like be, you can't like the money is low, right? Because think of it this way: hmm. if most women are getting, if a lot of women that are dating young, they probably may have gotten their money from dating somebody older, and right. then they get divorced from that person. Mind you, they're only getting half of that wealth. So now this other younger gold digging guy is probably getting like a smaller percentage of that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like in order for me to really be a successful gold digging man, like the best, I would have to get Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. Right. To be a reputable gold digging man. Right. Yeah. Don't think I haven't thought about it. I've thought about it extensively. No, yeah. No, I've, I've actually thought about it. <laughs> there used to be, when I used to have a day job, there was this... Uh, there was an old folks community that had like overlooked the water near where I worked. And I would sit there and hang out and just like read my book on, on like sitting on the trunk of my car. Mm. And like every so often, like an old lady would walk by and just like say hello. And I, and my mind would wander. I'm like, what if I, you know, can I bang, can I bang a 73 year old? Could you? Could I? Yeah. Could you? No, I don't think I could. I feel like it's like, I, I would be afraid of killing her. That's the problem. <laughs> wow. You not, not not like my not like my prowess is like, you know, not like I'm fuck uh, you know, Lex Steel out there or anything, but I feel like her heart, you know, you always see that commercials, you make sure consult a doctor, make sure your heart's okay with sex. I feel right. like she would have to consult a doctor before we, you know, if I get that heart rate up. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, sure. But what if there was money involved, right? Yeah. You know, what's your what's your go takeaway from that? Like what's the you're gonna if you're gonna be some woman's sugar, I mean, you're gonna be her sugar, I don't know. She's viewed your sugar mama. Right? Oh boy. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's just straight money factor, it's gotta be a lot. 
Because mm-hmm. I'm just giving away my freedom right there. I got to be fucking stuck with this, you know, thing. And I unbangable <laughs> fucking almost dead thing for a while. I can't fucking do it. I, I, it's sorry to say it like that, but it is the truth. I mean, you guys they're want me to. Arizona mm-hmm. now. It's not, I feel like the pickings are pretty high. Yeah. And they're all very sunned. <laughs> a lot of sun on these broods. So they look, uh, they look weathered. It's just like a collection of baseball myths talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's the fucking baseball myths. Yeah. They all yeah. say rollings on the side of them. Uh, it's, that'd be hilarious. So, uh, so do you watch the whole, you, you know, that's a good point. They should have had uh, women in the, in the match. We need, yeah. But uh, that would have been chauvinistic fucking, you know, Tom Brady, uh, Tiger with his fucking escapades. Phil, yeah. Phil's got the, uh, the beautiful wife who would survive cancer. Tom's right. got Giselle at home. I don't know what the fuck Peyton Manning's banging, but uh, I would I'm imagine. sure it's not a two. I'm sure it's, it's not a two. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it would have been a little. You can't, you know. But I, Yeah, because they're like family men. Well, and Tiger's a scumbag, but like they're like family men. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would have been a great conversation amongst the four right, right there on the golf course. That would have been a real conversation. If the cameras were off and there was no one following them and those four are playing, you got to imagine that shit's coming up. Tiger's going to get some ribbing for banging the 12, the Perkins girl or whatever. The 12. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, that see, that's the 100%. And it's kind of like, I wonder if they discussed it beforehand, like the executives. They're like, all right, cool. We're going to get Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, uh, uh, what's it called? Peyton Manning mm. and Tom Brady. Like maybe we should get some female golfers, and like somebody's like, "Yeah, but Tiger's on the field." <laughs> yeah, Tiger's there. Hey, we, yeah, we can't put we can't put pussy within twelve yards of Tiger Woods, especially when like, he's uh, playing his it's, game. It's like uh, uh, what's it called uh, Siegfried and Roy. You can't can't put Tiger's there. Yeah, yeah. I'll be a every little, female golfer is just Siegfried. You can't put it near Tiger. A little little dicey to put Tiger. Yeah, put it. Yeah, I actually watched. I wa- I watched Tiger. There's that. There's this girl named Paige Sparenick. Do you know who Paige Sparenick is? She's um, just I feel a, like I've seen her. She's but. a blonde girl. She's like into golf. She's not yes. a pro golfer, but she plays. She's got great right. giant cans. She lives like the next town over from me. She got a like a lesson from Tiger Woods. A lesson, and it was like put on YouTube. It was like a little thing, and I was like, that there goes Tiger's career. His career is done because I know he wants to bang that girl, and he's gonna try to bang her. And the fucking we're gonna go through this whole fucking rigmarole again, and this game's gonna suck. Like I, yeah, because yeah, I'm a, such a fan of Tiger Woods. I try to keep like I don't want to see women around him because I don't want to fuck up his game. Because every time a woman came around, it fucked up his game. Right. No. Absolutely. There was that time where he was like he would have been winning another green jacket, right? And then it all kind of fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't. He, he couldn't even hit like chip shots. He was like fucking up. Like he couldn't break eighty five. Like yeah, the pussy like, uh, fucked up his game that much. Like <laughs> the vagina, and I've said it a million times, and I'm sure Kanal will agree. The vagina, at the end of the day, it fucking rules. It, it's everything. It's everything mm-hmm. in the world. It rules every. It's it's the it's the crescendo that makes everything mm-hmm. go around. Yeah, absolutely. Can't absolutely. argue with that. You can't let it get to you, and it's like that's that's what's going to happen. That's so funny about Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> It'll fuck up your career. It really will. It's fucked up many careers, not only Tiger He's, Woods. Tiger Woods is like a, an NBA player near the Kardashians. The like, p- pussy has taken down industries. Now, I can't fucking think of an example right now, but I, you know that's happened. <laughs> you know that's happened. Of course. It's fucking, course. it's changed the stock market, I'm sure. It's caused some <laughs> fucking financial crashes. I would imagine it has. I'm pretty sure when Zuckerberg gets a lot of guff at home from his wife, the stocks go down on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of yeah. that's the kind of shit that fucking happens. Of course, of course. <sighs> yeah, so I watched. The, I don't know the golf tournament. Whatever. I, you know, golf is going to be back in like a couple weeks. So we're fucking. I don't know, man. I'm really sick of the pandemic stuff. I'm fucking yeah. done with it. I can't fucking do this shit anymore. I really can't. How do you spend your day? Uh, normal. I'm no- my day is like fucking normal. It really is. Nothing has really changed. I'm kind of a hermit anyway. I don't really like talking to many people. I talk to some, but, you know, whatever. My day has not, my day has not changed. But I am sick of the fact that, like, I can't, like, I, you know, I, I can't bang over to Vegas for a weekend or something. You know, because Vegas is not that far from me. Like, I, I have not, I can't plan a trip. 
That that kind of mm-hmm. sucks, and that's that's kind of defeating in a way when you have Force nothing. Is like gone. Like art is sort of like entertainment is limited. Yeah. Have you watched the Ellen DeGeneres show without a fucking? Not that like Ellen DeGeneres show is like you know grand, groundbreaking or anything, but it is. Mm-hmm. It's a popular show. But her without like, have you watched any of these late night guys without a fucking audience? It's kind of brutal oh. to watch. <laughs> I rarely watch them with an audience. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I didn't either. But like, I used to catch yeah. the Ellen DeGeneres show just because when I would get off work, it was you know it's on. You know, so right. it was just. But her show without an audience is it's like it's a really bad podcast. It's a terrible podcast. That's what <laughs> it, it is. Sort of makes you it. It kind of uh, what people don't understand in between like a daytime talk show or another, mm. between commercial breaks. Between uh, or when like that talent has to take a break, they got to change something up. Out comes a comedian, right? Yeah, filler and yeah. arms up the crowd. Like you know this, but yeah. I'm saying for like anyone listening, a comedian will come out and interact with the crowd, keep them laughing, keep the energy going, and like throughout the whole show, that energy is constantly being kept up by the comedian. And situations have arise where sometimes the comedian's out there for like 30 minutes. And they're just coming up with ideas on the fly. Right. Well, right. Because these shows, they, like a show like Ellen DeGeneres' show is not filmed like, you know, we got an hour, let's bang it out an hour, let's, you know, go home. It's it's not like that. It's These segments are just filmed and then they're put pieced together. Same thing with Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. You can tell that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, so it's a long experience. So I can only imagine not having that audience has got to be rough. Oof. Right. I have no desire to watch that at all. I don't want to see these... I wouldn't want to watch these guys on a podcast to begin with. So why would I want to do this like this? Yeah. And I guess, I guess as, as a, as people we're all driven by like, you know, where's the next entertainment thing? We need to, we need to be entertained all the time. Our minds are so ADD these days that we need to be entertained all the time. So without your standard um, entertainment, whether it's sports, comedy, uh, TV shows, or, or films or movies, it's just like, we're all just like bored as fuck. And, and then we get irritated after a while. <laughs> what do you think when like TV shows come back? Have you, how do you think, I was thinking about this. How do you think they're going to address the coronavirus? <sighs> all I know is that porn's already got to it. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> I've been on the cutting edge, yeah, baby. I, I, people keep on telling me, it's like, you got to watch this COVID porn. It's like, it's like, you know, they wear masks and they're naked. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I haven't given it a shot yet, but I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, you know, it, it, it porn's very topical. I would imagine there's there'll be some sort of there are a lot of it, you know th- there'll be a string of pandemic movies coming out in the next year or two. You know, mm-hmm. right? That'll be that I, that'll be something. I mean, I don't think anybody will ever go back and watch Outbreak after this is fuck the old movie for Outbreak. A while, people were watching the the movie Pandemic or uh, some shit like that. Oh, like, they it? were watching Outbreak. Yeah, Outbreak is brutal. If you ever watched Outbreak, it's just, uh, it's just, it's it's ludicrous. I can't believe that even fucking that movie was even made. But there was another one called Contagion, I believe. Yeah, Contagion is the other popular one people were watching. Which is, I think, more realistic. It's like more realistic. The, the fucking Outbreak one is like, you know, there's a dude who can't fly a helicopter who's flying a helicopter. And they find a fucking monkey in the middle of the ocean. And that's like the fucking source of the pandemic. It's fucking retarded. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely retarded. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I, uh, I think about, yeah, shows have got to address. Movies, first of all, porn, the thing is, for a while, like, I've been watching regularly, as I do, mm. and um, <laughs> for a while, like, a bunch of the videos mm. were coming strictly from China. Oh. And I thought it was, like, them apologizing, in a way. <laughs> you know? Like, the uploads were, like, I, like you, ever, you know when you go on the main page and you just see the new feed? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it was just, like, Maybe let's say out of like twenty tiles, like yeah. seventeen of them were Asian porn, and I'm like, you know, they're really trying to make up for all of this. Uh, we'll, I, I, I respect it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Really, you know, it was a good break from uh, stepsister, stepbrother porn, stepmother, you know? stepsister. God, yeah. I don't even like. Yeah. I don't like. Sometimes I'll catch myself. I'm like, you know, you're watching like a stepmom bang them. <laughs> like, you know, this is the uh, scenario of the scene. I'm like, yeah. Hey, I totally disregard that all the time. Oh, I pretend I'm illiterate. <laughs> it's just a better bet to be illiterate. 
I don't want to see brother bangs. I don't want to read that. I don't know how many. I've, I've watched countless brother bangs <laughs> sister fucking. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm yeah. I'm I'm like my eyes are from the way above the title and just that's it. Like it's a small frame of what I'm looking at. I know. And it, then if like and it, it's happened to me. I've been like you know I'm watching the brother bang sister thing and all of a sudden an image of my sister pops in. I'm just like I gotta go. I quit. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I'm out. <laughs> I was like, why do you need to name it that? You know, just fucking, I don't know, you, you're two hot people banging. I just want to see that because I'm not doing that right now. I want right. to see you guys do it. I don't I need to know it. that you're a sister and brother. It doesn't matter. It's kind of old hat at this point. I yeah. think it was a way to keep people of color out of the business. But that's, <laughs> that's my theory. <laughs> Like they're casting, yeah. and then, you know what I mean. Like they're casting for this porn, and it's like, uh, and it's like you know, uh, fuck Valley, and then it's like, all right, cool, you know. And then they got the lady, and it's this white lady, and then a black guy walks in, and they're like, ooh, sorry, buddy, uh, this is a brother sister thing. It's like, yeah, 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 but like I'm a brother, and it's like, nah, not that kind of brother. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. It, all right. Uh-huh. Well, there's, uh, there's like a new porn down the street. Go get fucking that or something. You know what I mean? Like speaking speaking of sports and uh, fucking. Uh, 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 sex, I guess. Uh, there was a Korean football team. Bring this up. I don't know if you can see this. I don't know if you're watching the show. I hope you are, Canal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's be watching it uh, on uh, our YouTube, the Lunatic Radio YouTube. There's a South Korean football team that apologizes for using sex dolls to fill stands. <laughs> so yeah, this uh. This, you know, soccer team in, in Korea, obviously there's no fans. They're, they're starting sports again over there, but mm-hmm. there's no fans in the stands. But they right. got these, you know, they got these sex dolls and they just put them six feet apart sporadically in the stands because <laughs> they look so human. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the press got a hold of it. They took pictures and they're mm-hmm. just like, these are fucking sex dolls. This fucking team put sex dolls in there. <laughs> so they had to issue an apology for doing that. Let's be honest. Yeah. These sex dolls are probably better uh, audience or a better audience than like actual women. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, sit women there. don't even want to be there. The sex dolls don't have a say at least. I mean, look at the tits on this one. The one in the t-shirt in the, uh, in the, in the background there. That one's great. Yeah, the white it, t-shirt. Right yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm giving. It, it I'm really giving... wasn't necessary, but it's so, so fun that they did it. It's kind of odd to give a compliment to something that's rubber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which leads me into something, Canal. Actually, and I've talked about this a million times on our uh, our radio program. Uh, mm. Fuckable robots. What is your theory on fuckable robots? Have you? Do you know what a fuckable robot is? Have you? Are you I mean, up on this? It's like a, it's just a sex doll. It's just more real, right? Yeah. It's well. It's a, it's an innovative, uh, enhanced with technology, fuckable no. fuck doll. But they're pretty fucking amazing at this point. This is the thing, man. You can't expect to come out with dildos and men aren't going to try to one-up the game. All right? <laughs> you women thought that we would just sit by the sidelines? Yeah. You thought we would just sit there and be like, oh, cool. You want to you wanna come up with dildos and we're going to be all right with it? Right. No. It started with the pocket pussy, right? And then it's like, fuck it. Why not stop? Why stop building around it? Then they built the. Remember now there was like a replica of an ass that you can get. Yeah, you can you fuck have, all sorts of women party body parts. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then they just built more, and then eventually they had all the holes, and they're like, you know what? Why don't we just complete the picture? Yeah, uh, let me see if I have. I believe. Oh yeah, fuck robots. I have pictures of fuck robots. <laughs> there was a guy who married one. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there there's a whole like secret society of. I mean, these, this is what fuckable robots look like these days. But here's the thing that I've been arguing. Can you imagine this 15, 20 years down the line? Now, say there's an old, older gentleman who's in a relationship with this fuckable robot right there on the, uh, on the right-hand side, the guy in the uh, purple shirt. Um, mm-hmm. But can you imagine what fuckable robots will be like 15, 20 years down the line? That, you know, with interacting, AI getting involved, uh, yeah. art of, you know, artificial intelligence. It's going to be amazing. And I think I'm all in on this. I don't care if these, I don't care if these fuckable robots cost $40,000, to purchase. I will spend money on one of these just like I spend on a car. 
Yeah, because at the end of the day, when you decide to get rid of this one, it's not leaving with half your stuff. Right. But the the, yeah. the, the resale value on a fuckable robot is it's gotta be low. <laughs> you of know course that? it's gotta be low. Yeah. yeah it, I mean this is it's not I don't know about that, right? Because at least you can refurbish it better. You know? Right. <laughs> it, it, when you gotta sell a car, like if the transmission shot, that's that's a lot to take into place. <laughs> you know? But yeah. like with a with a woman, you just replace a couple body parts and she's good to go, you know? Yeah. Um most of it's cosmetic. Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty fucking amazing. I'm I think I'm I think when I get older, like I feel I feel like the fuckable robot thing. This is gonna sound insane, but it, um, I feel like the fuckable robot thing gives me a little bit of hope for the future because you know I'm gonna you know once I hit sixty five, I'm gonna be an unfuckable piece of shit. Probably you know many years before that. Uh, but this gives this gives me hope. <laughs> gives me hope I, to uh, to live a longer life. <laughs> You know what I look at it as? It's just like, uh, my God, these, these, they're ridiculous. They're it's not bad. like when there's not a cure for a disease and somebody has it and then they just keep hoping that some, you know what I mean? Like you're looking at these fuckable robots the same way. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Michael J. Fox is looking at Parkinson's. <laughs> <laughs> they're just hoping the technology catches up right, right before. Right. You know what I mean, just before you die where you could just make it, you know, where, those last few years of your life, you'll be like, this is perfect. The machine is just where you need it to be. <laughs> and he's wishing the same thing for this Parkinson's. Right. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, uh, I mean, I was watching uh, Elon Musk on the Joe Rogan show, but congratulations to Joe Rogan for your hundred million dollar, uh, you know, future contract with Spotify. That's fucking unreal. Um, yeah. But I was watching Elon Musk talk about uh, like the neuro net on the Joe Rogan show about like, you know, drilling a fucking, inch hole in a person's cranium inserting some sort of microchip that you know spans a net across their brain and triggers their brain their brain to make it almost like react like a cell phone would so you can like you know like hey you know what happened in 1942 to a girl named sally you can just bring that up in your head you know what i mean like any type it makes your phone your brain into a computer and i was like okay is he if he fucking figures that out if he figures out how to do that with a fucking human I was like, what is he got? What are these fuckable robots going to be like? They're going <laughs> to so be great. The problem. He's not focusing his time on these fuckable robots. That's the fucking problem. That's that's the crime right there. That's <laughs> truly the crime. Hey, hey, Elon, why don't you get off these fucking cars? Right. And the goddamn solar batteries. All right. Stop it with the roofs. Right. That run on solar power to the robots. Dude, I'm, I'm about 25 years. Now I'm 20 years away from needing a fuckable robot. We need to get this fucking going. We need to get yeah. this going quick. It's you know what? There's only, they always say. What's the expression? It's it's never the good people that work in government, and it's you know, the same says for the fuckable robot industry. <laughs> never the people you want. It's just the people you're left with. Yeah, fuck. It's really a shame. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got I got twenty I got twenty twenty years for my four hundred one k to build up, so I could just throw it all on a fuckable robot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now quick question. All right, so okay, let's. Mm, I like a good hypothetical. Yeah, all right? All right, here we go. So you've got, you could either take your, your retirement mm. and you live somewhere like Florida on the coast. Yeah, okay? but that's very hacky. That's so hacky. So hear hear me right, out. Right. Or you li- you're, you're in your same apartment, you and fuckable robot. Or anywhere. Doesn't, Florida doesn't matter. Right. Here and anywhere. Yeah, like, a, like if it, I get a retirement home somewhere. Somewhere yeah, that like a I retirement live. place that you would live in, or it's just you in your place now and fuckable robot. Go I got, I gotta see, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I don't know, I gotta, I gotta gauge to see what my libido is. Because <laughs> if, <laughs> if if I'm only if I'm like uh, you know blowing loads once every four days, the fuckable robot thing doesn't seem very. But if the fuckable robot's technology is so advanced to where she can just like walk around the apartment and almost like interact with me. Like, Oh, you want to get drunk tonight? Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> then I'm going with the fuckable Roma. You know, if she's like, she's dancing, like turning on music by herself and like changing the TV, even though she's like, she has a TV in her brain, but she's watching TV like a human would like doing, yeah. you know, if she's acting like a woman, but yet being not like, she's not programmed to be cunty whatsoever. <laughs> Like I think, I think I might go for the fuckable robot instead of the you know so, the retirement home in a, a nice. So 
So tropical really, location. it doesn't matter um, where you live as long as that fuckable robot's with you because that's home. If you think about absolutely. it, absolutely <laughs> right. I, I could fall. I could fall in love with a you know a piece of rubber with a you know microchip in its head. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man, that's a tough. That's a tough thing, you know. Like some you, people want a Mercedes Benz. What would you? Retire. What would you? Uh, <laughs> because you got to admit, you're going to be, you know, you're 65. You know, chances are you're not going to have Bezos money. You know, who knows? Right. But you know, you might still. You might not be married if you're alone, 65. If I'm in your situation, I'm taking fuckable robot. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down. Fucking, yeah. I just, I, yeah, are you kidding me? Lost you know how cause. Great that would be. Lost cause type deal. No, it's not even that because, like, I'm in a relationship. I live with my girlfriend. Mm. You know, things are good. But, like, let's say everything falls apart, right? right? And now I'm like you, right? Where, not to say that your life is falling apart. Your, your life is great. I've said it before. Mm. But if, if I'm in your situation, and I'm, but I'm still me, I'm still taking the fuckable robot. Right. Only because it's like I'm not a guy who values um, a good community. You know what I'm saying? Like you could put me in like uh, government housing in like the Marcy projects <laughs> if I still have my fuckable robot. Shout out the Jay Z. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, I get <laughs> that fine. too. I mean, even if you did have the retirement home in some sort of tropical location, even if the retirement home was beautiful, it had a nice back patio, maybe uh, Florida ceiling uh windows or whatever you go to a local bar you're bringing home like a you're not bringing home a 10 you're bringing you know you're 65 you're bringing home a fucking two and a half 2.3 you're like you're not buying prostitutes buying really. prostitutes spending money right probably buying prostitutes who might be uh you know body ridden with pandemic the next the next pandemic you never know yeah they got covid 73 covid 73 I'm yes. to get that. Yeah, fuckable robot that you can hose down afterwards. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's for the the greater good of uh, humanity to fuck I'm a robot right now, in the future. If you want this robot playing you music and telling you, let's get drunk together, it better not be at the place where you still got to hose it down. <laughs> I would expect it would have the technology to clean itself. I will tell you this. There will be plenty of dudes in, the, in, in you know, 25 years taking a fucking robot out back, out in the back, and hosing it down with a fucking <laughs> <Of course laughs> at the <will>. garden hose. <laughs> You're gonna That's see how most that. of the guys get killed. <laughs> they right. just get suffer electric shock. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fuckable robot thing is uh, pretty great. I, I, I am. I, it's something. As uh, I get older in age, uh, I, I look forward to. I mean, I look, like how that's that's like your retirement plan. It really is. <laughs> I mean, look, they have the fuckable guys too. They look, the guys got a six pack of abs right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm so- you know, I mean, look, I'm just I'm just doing a Google search of fuckable robots. It's an endless image. It's endless. Yeah. They're all over the place, people. It's already here. Point. Like, if this was just a new technology, you'd see one or two photos. And maybe mm-hmm. an article in some fucking ragtag uh, website. But look at this. Mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It's just nothing but fuckable robot images. And in, in 25 years, fuck. The, fu- the future is now. The future is fucking right now. I'm telling you, Canal. Yeah. This is, gr- I mean, this is phenomenal. <laughs> They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking great. There you go. Fucking A. Now, you, you know? Uh, shout out to everybody listening. All 80. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miss Joe in the what's, chat. What's up, Miss Joe? Welcome back to the uh, program. Haven't seen you in a while. Um, speaking of which. Uh, I don't even know if I want to talk about the caller daddy. Should we talk about the caller daddy thing? You're going to have to explain it to me because I don't know what's going on. I don't know anything about the caller daddy, but a caller daddy is a podcast that's put out by uh, Barstool, Barstool Sports, mm-hmm. Dave Portnoy, El Presidente. Uh, apparently, the, you know, two hot chicks, they do a podcast. Apparently, uh, Dave Portnoy found uh, one of the girls on uh, on an Instagram. Another fucking case in point of a girl just being on her Instagram and then finding fame out of nowhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? She did a podcast. She did some, you know, she's some audio editing in a podcast. But she, was, she wasn't she was exactly like throwing out resumes. Dave just came across her and was like, hey, you know, you're doing good content. Do you want to come join Barstool? I'll hire yeah. you for $75,000. I'll give you $75,000 okay. to do 
a weekly podcast that ranges between 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. All right. So the reason why I got fucking akin to this story. Wait, 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 so who is the other person that worked there? The it, other girl? It was, uh, I have, a, I think I have an image of them both. Uh, call her daddy. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's Sophia and Alexandra. Alexandra is the blonde one who did most of the work. Sophia is the co-host. Um, and which one did Dave Portnoy find? The blonde one, because she she's okay. the one. And they were roommates. They were like uh, they lived together in an apartment, apparently. And uh, so he hired these girls to do their podcast for you know seventy five and seventy one thousand dollars. So he's paying them. They've only been a year into it. <laughs> A year into podcasting, uh, and they were making that kind of money. And then, actually, as of last year, with their base salary and merch percentages and, and, and advertising and stuff, they both ended up making nearly a half a million dollars a piece. Half a million okay. dollars a piece to do a podcast, which got me thinking I am doing this completely wrong, and I've been doing it for way too long. Uh, yeah. I don't think the fact that you needed this to tell you about <laughs> it did it. It just infuriated me because I had no idea. You know, you see, like it's really disheartening when you've been doing a podcast pretty much longer than anybody around, and you mm-hmm. see one guy getting a pretty much a hundred million dollar contract, and then you see two girls that have been doing it for about a year, and their mm-hmm. show is not anything great, um, making five hundred thousand dollars. A piece. That's who you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or it depends. You know, I should have had tits and an ass, vagina. Talked about. So, listen, wait, 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 I don't, let's, let's pretend. Listen, even if you had tits and an ass, you'd still find a way to be you. And <laughs> <laughs> my, you know, me in a female form with the same attitude could be a sellable product. But me just being a it, guy, fucking talking no, the way no, I no, talk. No, 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 no. You as a female form would be, sure, a great looking product. Yeah. I don't know if it's sellable though. That's because you're still Kieran, all right? Like if you could, if you would change into a different gender and a different person, yeah, maybe. No. But like, I'm, I'd imagine these women are like good at you know business and marketing and stuff like that. You, I'd imagine, but but I actually heard the CEO of Barstool talk about uh, this, mm-hmm. this that same point you just brought up. They were a like a raw. They she explained it as they were just like a raw something that. Barstool could take and use their marketing team to, uh, you know, you know, expand or or make pop, you know, make their yeah, show, okay. in which they did. So these okay, girls, so- these girls, a year into her contract, uh, even though when they made one made four ninety one, the other one made like four seventy one or something like that. I forget what the hell the number was. They went up and they they were like, ah, we're we're gonna stop doing our show and protest. We want to renegotiate our deal. So they stopped doing your show for about a month. And this is when I started hearing about it because uh, Dave Portnoy, the president of Barstool, did a did a 29 minutes on the situation uh, that involved Call Her Daddy and her contract disputes. And he talked about a situation uh, or a day when the girls called him and were like, hey, let me come up to your rooftop deck. We want to talk about our podcast and what's going on with it. And they both, uh, Dave Portnoy offered them both a half a million plus like seven point five percent in merch sales to do their podcast, which means they would have probably made close to a million dollars to do a fucking podcast. And I'm watching these two girls. Um, and I'm like, these chicks have zero perspective, <laughs> like zero. Can you, the, right. But the that are out of work because of the pandemic and all this stuff and being 28 years old and somebody ha- offering you a half a million dollars to do something that literally takes you a couple hours to do once a week. That's insanity for you to even sit there and contemplate. I mean, I don't know what the work schedule is for this podcast. I don't think it's showing up to be a couple hours a week. I'm sure it's more, there's more obligations than, but even so, it's still half a million dollars, right? So let's just get to that part, right? right. It's half a million dollars and do he offers that to them and what do they say? Uh, they had to like think about it or something. They had to think okay. about it. And like, and there was this whole thing with one of the girls dating this guy they called Suitman, who apparently was uh, an executive for HBO or something, was trying to shop the podcast around for, you know, to some other networks and stuff. And Without so, their not without uh, Dave Portnoy's knowledge? Well, they, yeah, right. The girls lied to him about that when they had their rooftop thing. Um, so, yeah, and then the girls started infighting with each other. The whole thing ended up in a mess. And I, I, I believe... Uh, Barstool hired back the Alexandra girl, but kicked rocks to the uh, 
the brunette, the Sophia girl. So uh, the brunette got thrown out. The brunette girl got thrown out. So the brunette girl's off the show, but the, you know, the, the blonde girl's back and, and making, you know, probably the half a million, whatever the hell it is. And I was just like, right. I was like, I was like this, I don't know why I'm even paying attention to this, but I was like, man, these, these girls don't realize how good they have it. Cause if they were fired from Barstool, I got to imagine 10 years down, 10 year decade down the line, they're going to be drinking at some local pub, wherever the hell they live, getting fat and reminiscing about the time when they were 28 and were offered a half a million dollars to do something they like. And we're like, nah, not good enough. You know what yeah, I mean? I get it. It's perspective. It's absolute perspective. perspective. I understand. Yeah. So now why won't, and then what is Scooter, Scooter Braun was trying to get help uh, this girl get her job back? I don't know what that guy's deal was. I, I, I saw that today and I was just like, I have no idea. I, I was paid too much attention to the shit. I don't really know. Mm. I was like, I was like, you broads are getting a half a million dollars to do a fucking podcast. Just somebody say yes and go fucking do your job. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, okay, hold on. Wait, there, wait. there's I like thousands. A little, I like a little. A little perspective time. Let's go a little um, hypothetical. Mm. Would you get gender reassignment surgery to be the, the second chair on this show? <laughs> For half a million? You've got to be able to live the rest of your life as a woman. Uh, well, I've been fucking myself for 44 years. I might as well fuck myself <laughs> for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> You might as well switch genders and see what's out there. Yeah, I'll be the fucking second girl on goddamn Call Her Daddy, whoever the fuck yeah. it's called. Yeah, I'll no, fuck myself. Yeah, I mean, be honest with you, me as a chick, I'd just be an older version of Sophia. Be honest with you, with right. a better attitude, <laughs> with a more uh, go-getter attitude. I would imagine a more, a little more grateful of the money. Yeah, a little more grateful of the money. Yeah, yeah. But the, I mean, there's some. I mean, I, I read that this week, and I was just like, God damn. And if you listen to their podcast, it's just canal. It's it's mm-hmm. not anything great. <laughs> it really I, is not anything good at all. It's just. It's two cackling hens who are young, <laughs> and that's it. It's not for you, though. You know that, right? Like, it's not for you. No, it's not. No, clearly it's right. not for me. But there's nothing – like, you can listen to some people speak, and, and whether you're into what they're talking about or not, you can be into it because they're passionate about it. These girls are just vapid. Yep, 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 vapid, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. But, man, listen, I get it. I get it. I totally understand. Like, I've run several podcasts into complete failure. Mm. So I, <laughs> I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not the, but I'm, I might as well be, I'm, I'm like third chair on this show. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> I've done this show too many times yeah. for really not much. Yeah, not much at all. No, I mean, let's just be clear. Never money. Never money. Zero <laughs> never money. Never money. Yeah. And then never anything that's been massive that came out of it. But I like you guys, so I keep coming back. But yeah. So I know what it's like to taste from the well of failure. Because I've had <laughs> several podcasts of my own that have been absolute disasters. Yeah. Uh, several. Like, I, I mean, we're talking like four or five. I've been doing podcasting maybe, what, eight years mm. comparatively? Mm. And I've been doing comedy for like ten and a half. You know, so, remember our old friend Andrew Zarian? Yeah. What would he be like if he was offered a half a million dollars to do a fucking podcast? <laughs> what kind of insanity would have come out of that kid's head? I'm going to tell you right now. I think if this was like seven years ago, it'd be more preposterous. But now that he has kids and he's like settled down, I think he's like, he'd be a little more level-headed, right. you know? Right. Kids yeah. kind of cause that. They cause you to be a little more like uh, level-headed with, with what you're doing. You know what? The point is this. Go ahead. Is like, yeah, I understand that. But it's um, the greater point that I was getting to is that, uh, yeah, these women aren't going to have that perspective. And her, her podcast, their podcast is not meant for you by no. any means. No, absolutely There's not. 300 million people in this country alone. That love that shit. No, not all 300 million. But like, let's <laughs> just say they have 500,000 people listening right. okay, a week. And even that I think might be a little high for them. That is still, that's less than a percent, man. That's like a, a very meager, meager amount of people. Right. And that's realistically all it takes because they fill that thing that people want. It's like true crime podcast. You ever listen to that shit? I've heard of it. Yeah. I heard about it. Yeah. They're doing, yeah. they're making a nice little killing too. Right. They are, but it's not. And like, you don't listen to that shit, but women listen to true crime podcasts for two reasons that I found. One, uh, that bit, that thing of fear of like, oh my God, somebody, uh, a woman was killed or kidnapped. 
Mm. That fear is like, uh, it's like it attracts that, you know? Right. And another reason that women listen to it is that it, uh, it confirms what they believe about men being terrible or women aren't safe in this world, Mm -hmm. shit like that, you know? So that big market for it. I listen to true crime podcasts because I like to put myself in that scenario and see if I could save the person who got kidnapped or killed. And I listen to it while I work out. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm like lifting weights and I'm like, if only I was there, like I'm, cause I'm a psychopath (laughs) and it never works out. because clearly they're dead. All right. Yeah. The point is that is like, it's meant for that specific category. Same thing with that, you know, call her daddy. I don't know where lunatic radio uh, belongs. I I, be honest, I think it belongs in a dumpster next to a piece of piece of. <laughs> it belongs next to a dead hooker. Yeah, no, we have we, our, our format's so fucking old school, like the radio style format that we do. It's mm-hmm. so not. It's but I, I I honestly can't bring myself to do like. All right, hi, it's Kieran. Uh, welcome to the Lunatic Podcast. <laughs> My guest today is fucking Canal. Canal, how are yeah. you? This is the thing. I'm not, you don't play by anybody's rules. Mm. So what that, that's why I like coming in doing this podcast. I could do whatever I want, say whatever I want, do whatever the fuck I want. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even like to say the word cunt, but I feel comfortable saying it here. It's very freeing. Cunt. Cunty too is a good one. Cause that's like a syndrome. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And you, you say it with absolute, no, with zero impunity. Fuck. I've earned that. I've lived 44 years. I can say the word cunt. Yeah, <laughs> I've earned. I mean, you, do you plan on living the remaining years as a woman if the money is right? So yes, yeah, yes, yeah. you can be a cunt. That's just, you know, at, at this point, you know, I gotta fucking change it up. So I might as well take on a vagina. <laughs> you know, listen, if you can't keep your mouth clean, what makes you think you're gonna keep that vagina clean? <laughs> I know. I have to like read manual how to take care of that fucking thing. You'd have to go to seventh grade health class. Be like a forty-six-year-old trans woman yeah. uh, in a seventh-grade uh, gym class. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, when we when we did this show, when you did the Andrew Zarian show eight years ago, did you imagine? I would never even imagine that somebody could make a hundred million dollars doing a podcast. Not even in like in my in, for Rogan to be doing that right now, or be you know coming up. I mean, he's not being he's not handed a hundred million dollars, but. Based on the analytics and metrics of him switching over to uh, exclusively on Spotify, that's potentially what he could make doing that. You know, making that business transition—that's insanity to me. That's yeah. that's bigger than Howard Stern money. That's fucking bigger than TV money. I mean, it shows that the world is changing. It's all the internet now, right? Like, I don't. There's um like the, there's I don't know if you guys have you have the CW right? The like it's yeah it's Channel Eleven here, but yeah. CW right? Yeah, yeah, CW, yeah. Like every station now has their own app, right? Like NBC has an app, CBS, so on and so forth. Mm. And their apps are garbage, straight garbage. You got to sign in. Uh, you get like these commercials that don't seem to run properly. Right. CW, you know what I love about CW? Their app, no sign in, no email address. You got to get none of that shit. You put it on, you download it, you start playing it. Works perfect, seamless. And, and they're actually killing it with that because it works well. And that's what it comes down to. Are it's two things: uh, are you relevant and are you adapting? You answer those two. If you're saying yes to both, you're doing something right. If you're not, well, you know. Yeah, you're you're, you're one amongst the million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. you're a needle in haystack. Yeah. So. yeah, interesting. Fucking a, bro. I want to. I, I know I'm. I should probably expect you to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. No, hold on. I want to talk about my album. Yeah, I, I, I have it. I have the uh, thing right here. I forgot the. Th- yeah, your album coming out June 12th, everybody. There it yeah. is. I got the. I got the billboard up there for everybody to look at. Canal Aurora's album, Casey Aurora, draw four, June 12th. Go ahead, Canal. Far away. It's. Uh, it's my first stand-up album. Uh, I think you guys are gonna. I think you're going to like it. You know, what's really cool is the special comes out this week attached to the album. Oh, like, nice. I, we sh- yeah, we shot a special. Uh, we recorded, we did three shows. Mm-hmm. This, is what, this is what I like about this, this whole album and this whole special that's coming out. Most comedy, how is it done, right? It's a guy or girl walks out on stage, them, an audience, jokes, right? Right. Most people record albums where you have family and friends come out and fans, you know, if they're doing well, they got fans. I don't mm. have any of that, man. I don't got, 
I got family, but yeah. I've burned that bridge enough where they've seen all my jokes. Right. Okay. I've got a supporting family. Don't get me wrong, but you can't, I can't have them come out and watch me record an album of jokes that I've been telling for years on end. Mm-hmm. It'll just be a room full of silence. Right. I've got friends who I've burned all the bridges with in terms of watching my material. And appropriately so. You want people to come support you. I'm from New York City, so it makes sense. So I wanted to record my material in front of complete strangers. Right. And that's what we did here. We recorded it in a bar in the West Village. Uh, nobody knows who I am. There's, they didn't even know they were walking into a, a recording for a special until they got there. Really? Yeah, these are people off the street. Some of them had no plans to even be at this comedy club. So the reactions you're getting in the taping are real reactions, organic these are reactions. 100% legitimate reactions. Yeah, that's awesome. Like that. And also, I get into it with some audience members. Like heckling. Because, yeah, yeah. The special, in which, you see, which is dropping on Wednesday, mm. the way that opens up is going to be, it's going to be on my YouTube. Uh, and Instagram and everything, and Facebook, but like, and all day KCA is how you find everything, even on the website. But like, even the special, the way it's shot, we we take all that into consideration. We take all that into play. I wanted to give you something as close to authentic as humanly possible. That's awesome, man. That's a that's a that's a unique way to do it. I mean, because usually when somebody puts out a special, you know, they want it to, you know, they, they don't want to take that chance with. It. They need that. They need to laugh. They need the and they need the crowd to be lively and you just were just like ah fuck it i'm gonna i want to make it real but I that's make the thing this- though a lot of people yeah. it's not only they're they're also they become very formulaic but on top of that they're also um, the order in which they do things to me has become tiring like i mean i don't know you watch enough comedy do you yeah. feel like it's i feel like it's getting kind of tiring I can't bring myself almost. I don't care who it is. And the last mm-hmm. time I watched was Jerry. Uh, actually, no, I watched Mark Norman. He was, that one was really good. But literally, if I'm not like into the person, I'm not watching it because the format is the same. Yeah, I can't. And I yeah. I watched a special. Um, this guy's special, Jay White Cotton. He's a mm-hmm. buddy of mine from Texas, mm-hmm. Austin. He has a special on YouTube. It's called Jazz Funeral, mm-hmm. and it's so incredibly well done. It's so unique. This guy edited the whole thing on his computer by himself, shot the whole thing. It's shot in the in a children's basement of a, like a Dave and Buster's type place. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. There's a comedy club that they keep in like, it's underneath a children's play zone, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And they have a comedy club down there and that's where he shot his special. And if you watch it, it's probably it's one of the most unique things I've ever seen. And um, What is it called I mean, again? What is it called? It's called Jazz Funeral. Jazz Funeral. I'm going to look yeah. that up. I'm actually going to Yeah, I'm telling you right now, if you watch it tonight, I just was watching the first 10 minutes uh, yesterday. Mm. And I was like, this is so good. And like, I looked at something like that and I spoke to Jay and I was like, I want to do something that makes it different. He's like, well, you know, stop following the basic format. And I did. I, I threw that away and I wanted to do it differently mm. or at least unique for what a special is. It's The special is called Comedy Under House Arrest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's appropriate for these times. <laughs> So. You know, I actually have. I was thinking about. It. I saw Ju- Judah Freelander did a special a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It was something he put on Netflix, and that was different than what you see now, because it really wasn't filmed as a special. Mm-hmm. It, w- it wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm going to film tonight. Come here. It was just like I guess they filmed them randomly over months and months of time, and they just spliced them together as this. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, that was cool. I, I kind of dig that because it was. You know, you, you, the, and, the, and the crowd reactions were uh, organic. They weren't just like canned laughter. It wasn't just yeah, like. People want or craving something different. Now. Yeah. And yeah. unless you're like a big fan of that specific comic, unless you're a big fan, like a diehard, if you're, no one's going to watch another comedy special unless you're doing something that does something unique. And that's <laughs> what we're going for. And then the album comes out on June 12th. It's called Draw Four. Um, <clears throat> it's a triple entendre which I think is kind of fun. Um, you know, it's just, it's like my, and also I include like skits of me calling somebody in the industry and getting the runaround, which I feel is like a common thing for everybody in this business. <laughs> somebody can relate to. Yeah. 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 That's so. cool. Uh, Casey Aurora draw for June 12th. And then what's happening before that? This Wednesday, the special is coming out this Wednesday. It's called comedy under house arrest, comedy under house arrest this Wednesday, everybody. Cool. That's going to be something good. Canal's a funny guy. 
We've known Canal forever. So, um, yeah, he's a good man. Go out and check it out. Fucking A, bro. Fucking A. Everybody's doing their, uh, their barbecuing. This yeah, is supposed you, to be you barbecue. You to go to a barbecue today? I'm going to go after this. Right after, in like 10 minutes, I'm going to a barbecue. I oh, can't. Yeah, it's early there. It's like it's, six. Yeah, I'm in the fucking oh, desert okay. still. People Ooh. are still getting drunk right now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Lunatic Radio Show. This is Barbecue Sounds. This, I don't even know why I'm playing this right now. I'm going <laughs> I'm to I'm play the end music. This is, this is better. <laughs> yeah. Word up. All day KCA. Follow Canal on all the Instagram, Twitters. Uh, subscribe to his YouTube. Watch out for the special this Wednesday, June 12th. The album drops, draw four. Hell yeah. Thank you, Canal, for doing the radio program. All right, man. Peace, everybody. (laughs)